Yes. Yes, it does. You're in good hands with Allstate. Allstate and affiliates offer products and services subject to availability, terms, and conditions. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., and screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family, most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. It's going to come down to the end for this Dallas Cowboy team. In my opinion, they're going to run away with this division. They're going to get a really good seeding in the playoffs. And they're going to be one of those teams that people who were sitting around waiting for the bottom to fall out over the last couple of years are going to probably have to eat their words. They are a really good football team. They're going to be a team to be reckoned with. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is our number three. The Sports Hangover, as always, appreciate you for joining our conversation. 800-998-1003 is the way to do so uh, via the phone lines. And, of course, you can always tweet at us, at ESPN Radio NOLA. A pair of questions of the day. We'll go over those as well. Don't go anywhere. Wrong one. See? This is why I need you in the intern. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that, what, that Campbell Wednesday hump day. Is that what it is? It is Sean Gina, Digital Underground, and Coach Sean of the Payton. Team back at it at practice, wrapping up. We'll get our first tweets, perhaps, whether or not... Visible at practice is Taysom Hill. Nick Underhill, New Orleans not football earlier in the week saying, you know, he might have got nicked up earlier in that game. In that game against Tennessee, some words of wisdom from Shock G. Life is always better. The peace and humpiness. And a Mustang, just letting you know. The truth, Eric Asher chiming in, I'm telling you. Eric, there's no second kid coming. It's over. I tried that for about the first two years post-Carver. Didn't happen. Like, when I say tried, I tried convincing my wife. I'm fully aware I know how to try. I'm just... She she won about it, man. She's happy. Happy with one and the shop's closed. So we're good. So the countdown is on four years and one month to the new Mustang. (laughs) I did, uh, by the way, send her pictures of a nice, beautiful red one with black racing stripes. Um, 800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime in. Got a couple of things that I want to get back through in case you missed hours one and two. That's Coach Payton speaking earlier this morning, touching on the Eagles, and then also, of course, um, talking about really the play of Trevor Simeon. Look, he's going to be made available today per the Saints. They already sent out the list to the local media members that are on the the list. So that tells me he's your starter. Normally, Wednesday is your starting quarterback. So unlike the previous two weeks, well, you didn't have it. Again, the injury report won't come out for another two hours or so. And on that, we'll we'll, we'll see who, um if Taysom Hill's on there. Again, Nick Underhill, New Orleans, that football, reported early in the week that he might have got nicked up in the game against the Titans. So we'll see if he is on there or not. But I wanted to play this. I was playing some Traquan Smith earlier on his thoughts on the receiving group, his thoughts on the team bouncing back. And I can go over and play those again if you missed it. 
But in particular, he had this to say when he was asked his thoughts on how Trevor Simeon has been playing as the starter. Yeah, um, I, what I love most about Trevor, he never get uh, flustered. He, he's the same guy, even when he makes a mistake or even when he makes a big play, he's uh, really the same person. Um, you know, I, I never seen him get out of character. And um, and you kind of you kind of look for that in your quarterback. You know, somebody who's gonna you know to be the same. Uh, even even when they're like you, you can't tell if they're frustrated or not. You know what I mean? Like they just same. They they keep their composure in every way. So uh, they always poise. Uh, that's the kind of person uh, I feel like Trevor is that he's shown throughout. You know, so that's far. And I think maybe that poise and calmness and also level headedness probably is one of the reasons. <clears throat> unfortunately, you have to come back in the second half in both of these last two games. Traquan was asked about the fact why are things magically better in the second half on the offensive end. You know, like they catch the ball after halftime. I say it, it's really about the halftime adjustment. Coming playing against Atlanta last week, we we thought they were going to play a lot of two against us throughout the game, but um, come to find out, they played us a lot of man. So uh, in halftime, we made that adjustment. And uh, playing against uh, Tennessee this week, uh, we thought they was going to play us a lot, of, a lot of man, but they ended up playing a lot of zone. So it, it's really, you know, finding those halftime adjustments and uh, being able to adjust to those and make plays from there throughout the game. So I, I feel like uh, basically when we watch film against uh, teams, we think they're, we, we they're going to play us this way, and then they end up playing us a, a, a different way. So uh, – it's just about adjusting, and I feel like, uh, you know, we, we got to adjust uh, a little bit quicker. So, we you know, we're not kind of trying to play catch-up all the time. But um, other than that, I feel like uh, we just got to adjust quicker. That's, that's pretty much it. You know, it's, it's crazy when you look at or you hear Traquan sort of say that. We're so used to the Saints kind of coming out. I mean, again, Green Bay, out coaching, out game planning. And, and you just wonder – because you hear him say waiting till halftime. And look, players will tell you, and I think we all see too, you're, you're adjusting after every drive. But at halftime, yes, you, you take the correlation of the first quarter and second quarter. You have a much better picture. It's not, well, okay, did you just throw this out there here, this series, whatever. It, it probably becomes a little clearer. I, I don't want fans to kind of listen to it and be like, why are you waiting to halftime? No, look, I, I think what he's saying is at halftime, yes, you, you have a clearer picture. Okay, this is what they've done in four or six drives or what have you. But you are adjusting throughout, and that's what I'm touching on on this. A more experienced position group with an experienced quarterback maybe make those adjustments a little quicker. Does that make sense? that makes sense? Like, Drew... I've seen Trevor. Trevor, I mean, it, you you tend to know. Even Jameis has said it, right? He understands the coverage he knew before the snap. That was kind of part of the reason that, that was that was going to be a struggle for Taysom Hill. The other quarterbacks, they, they've seen all the defenses already. It's recognizing the mic. It's recognizing who's going where. It's recognizing the coverage. And you can still get fooled. I mean, it's the NFL. That, that's the job of the defense, to disguise, to, you know, just have you hesitate a second, whatever. Have, all it takes is one lineman to think he's going this way and the other way, and that's a sack, that's a strip fumble. It, it it doesn't mean a lot. It doesn't need to be a lot. It's just enough to get you to hesitate. And, and you just wonder, though, that with a inexperienced position group, and, and one that, again, it's why I call them a potential playoff team, that is learning to be dependent on as much as Callaway, Smith, Harris are that it maybe takes Curtis Johnson, Sean Payton, whoever. Guys, it's what they're doing. It's what we need to do, right? More experienced players that have been doing that maybe pick that up on the fly, can go to the quarterback on the side. The quarterback goes to them. Hey, so-and-so, this is what they're doing here. It's what I need you to do on this route. I, so I, I just think that's maybe why you're seeing it happen that way. It's just curious because – Normally you don't see, and maybe they do, I don't know, but maybe you, you, you don't normally see the Saints perhaps guessing wrong early on and, and the other teams, you know, getting them early on in the first half, if that makes any sense, right? Um, 
something else that Coach Payton touched on earlier today, though, with the team that um, they're playing in the Eagles, is he mentioned a lot of their run and, and what they've done with the run game. Again, it's a key. It's a question of the day. What do you think of the top storylines going into this Sunday's game at noon? It's easy. You're going to have to stop the Eagle run game. They rushed 40 times for 214 yards. And we went through the numbers specifically with uh, Hertz and the two running backs. But listen to what Sean Payton had to say specifically about the Eagles earlier this morning when he spoke about them. Well, first off, their offense uh, is unique relative to the run design. It's been real productive. Uh, I think probably the last three or four, five weeks, they've been running it as well as anyone. So your eye discipline, your your scheme and understanding how you wanted to defend some of this zone read, and then the play action that comes off of it, uh, you know, they've done a good job with explosive plays. Um, obviously, they've added some key weapons in the offseason. You're seeing Devontae Smith, but Goddard, uh, Rager, all the receivers run well. So defensively, the, the discipline within the framework of what they're doing unique to anything in the last, call it six weeks, eight weeks, a completely different run design. Um, offensively against their defense, uh, they, they play a multitude of fronts. They get in some heavy when you're in nickel and still play a back-end shell. Uh, they'll give you a lot of quarters. They'll give you a quarter, quarter, half. They'll play man-to-man. Um, I think it's a it's an active front, uh, especially those guys down. Um, you know, we've seen Barnett now, Fletcher Cox for, Cox for years, Hargraves playing well, Sweat. Um, so it, it's it's a it's a unique style relative to what we're going to defend. And then offensively, you know, they, these guys do a good job of keeping the ball in front of them. That they're they're really right at the top in, in allowing explosive plays. So they're forcing you to be patient. Um, those are some of the early uh, impressions. Now, Coach went on to explain a little bit further in detail what is different about that run game and what, what exactly have they changed on I think they're even more, not style, Mike, but I think they're even more committed when you see, just when you watch the time of possession and you watch the games, um, holy cow, they've done a good job. And so... They've obviously improved and gotten better, but, uh, you know, that they, they, it starts with, it starts with the quarterback, you know, and, and, and seeing how Hurts is playing. Uh, he's got the same skill set as, as a lot of running backs do and throws the ball well down the field. I think he's playing exceptionally well. Look, it absolutely was a surprise. They went to Denver and won 30 to 13. Hurts 16 of 23 in the passing game, 178 yards, two touchdowns and interception. He was sacked once. In the ground game, they rushed, as I said, for 214 on 40 carries. How did it break down? Jordan Howard at 12 for 83 yards. Boston Scott, Saints fans, you know who that is, had 11 carries for 81 yards. Jalen Hurts rushed more than anybody with 14 carries for 53 yards. So again, I would expect some sort of variation of that. I mean, I do think it'd be surprising, don't you? They come out and Hurts throws for 45, 50 times. Now, he, had, he has done that earlier in the year, and they got crushed for it. Since they've started running the football, they've won more games. He's played just as good as he was playing well earlier in the season. But remember, this is a team three weeks ago that, that head coach was thinking about benching him. So... He has 13 TDs on the year, 2,159 yards passing. Hurts does. We'll see what happens in this game. Quick break. We come back. Ralph Marlborough will touch a little more on the black and gold. Don't go anywhere. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
Sports betting is coming to Louisiana, and there's no better place to get in on the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook. To celebrate, we're giving you $100 in free site credit when you register early. That's right. Register and verify now, and you'll receive a free $100 bonus when we're live. FanDuel Sportsbook is safe, secure, and 100% legal and regulated. The app is easy to use. They're always hooking you up with great offers. And when you win, you'll get paid in as little as two hours. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and register now to get $100 in free site credit. Must be 21 plus and present in Louisiana. Bonus issued and non-withdrawable site credit that expires seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Louisiana. Go live date. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Your new Ford dealership in LaFouche Parish is Calvin Braxton Ford. You may need your vehicle serviced, but you don't want to drive too far. Get ready for some good news. The Calvin Braxton Ford Service Department in Lockport is now open. And better yet, they truly want to keep your vehicle running at its best. Now offering a special on gas-only oil changes, just $39.95 up to five quarts. Plus, with four new tires, your alignment is only $69.95. Yeah, Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Mr. Ralph Marlborough at Saints Forecast. Sir, how are you this afternoon? I'm good, Gus. I think I have a mental illness, though. I Mm -hmm. spent my morning fighting with people on Twitter over Bobby Hebert being terrible in the playoff game in 1991 and 92. They were telling me that Bobby Hebert was good and he was not the problem, uh, <laughs> the reason why Jim Mora lost playoff games. And I just, I will not stand for it. He was horrible in 1991 and 92 in both of those playoff games. And uh, I just fought with people on Twitter way mm. too long. I'm not, I'm not a well man. Well, what do you expect? People forgot he went with the Falcons. That's <laughs> what it is. It's Bobby. Uh, look, when we're arguing about that, I guess, you know, think of it like this, Ralph. Maybe it's therapy uh, to try to no longer think about two straight losses, two straight weeks. Uh, Coach Payton on Monday was asked similar. They're not. They're different. I thought they didn't show up against the Falcons. Titans, things didn't go your way and you didn't have Alvin Kamara. I mean, that's how I look at it. How do you look at those two losses? They're different, right? I mean, they're different, but they're kind of similar, right? Like okay. They, they can't do the, the they can't do the little things, right? They can't kick an extra point to save their life, their life, and they get penalties at inopportune times and sacks. And the thing is, you can just see it in Sean Payton's face after the Titan game. Like he was, he wanted to spit fire at the media. I thought he was gonna just just melt uh, poor Cat Terrell down. But Granny just was, you know, it's right. not her fault. She asked the she asked the right question, by the way. She totally needs to ask that question, but he was just ready to spit fire at people. And I think it is, he knows, Gus, that the margins are so freaking small. Like, even the 2020 Saints, I think their roster was better. Like, they could overcome, like, a couple of sacks by Simeon or a holding penalty by Troutman or a drop. Like, this team, they can't overcome any of it. Like, their margin is just so small. And it must drive him crazy because he's got to be thinking, you can't have a you can't have a, you can't have a false start on the biggest play of the game. You know you can't take two sacks and push push you out of field goal range right before the half. Like it's all these little things that matter, and it's going to be the difference between like eight nine and nine and eight for the Saints, and like right. that's the difference in, in the NFC because it's a, because it's a, it's a pillow fight. That's going to be the difference between making the playoffs and not. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing, Ralph. One of our questions of the day, and look, I, I'm not, and I understand there's your, your, you know, get up your shows with Skip Bayless. I mean, it's, you know, what team needs more? Is Matt Mahomes done? You know, is Prescott the MVP? I, I get that kind of questioning. 
I don't think I'm doing that here, though. Is this a must-win game for the Saints? With the Bills, Cowboys, and Buccaneers, three of the next four with the Jets sandwiched in after this week? I feel like it is. I feel I like this is, and I know that's a, I know that just, it's like a hot take, and it's like you can't have a must win, and it's not even Thanksgiving. Because I feel like this is a must win for the Saints. One, Philadelphia, they're four and six. If you have a pulse, you're in the race in the playoffs, right? And the NFC, so that this could be a huge tiebreaker moment. And by the way, Philadelphia has a really easy schedule down the stretch. They get the Giants twice, Washington twice, the Jets. Like they have an easy schedule, and they're playing. They've started to play really well. I think it's a critical game, and here's the reason why. Say they beat Philadelphia and they get to six and four, we'll start to feel great, right? And I think Dallas and Buffalo are awful matchups for the Saints because I think Buffalo and Dallas can both score, and I think that gives the Saints a lot of trouble uh, when they play when they play of, of all the teams, right? Those teams are going to give the Saints trouble. But say they lose both, you're still six and six, and you got five games left. Then the schedule gets really soft, and I'm not saying that the Jets or the Dolphins or Atlanta or Carolina. I'm not saying those are layup games for the Saints, but those are more in line with who the Saints are as a team, and those are very winnable games, and they'll probably be favorites in all of them. So they've got to get in this next three stretch, they've got to get at least one game, and the Philadelphia game is the one to get. Um, so I agree with you. I think I feel like it's must win, and I feel like here's the thing, Gus. You remember when Jim Hazlitt was coach? They have, they have those stupid penalties, right? They, they don't think my mom would always say they can't line up right, and they mm-hmm. did stupid things. And Jim has what I said. We got to get it corrected. We got to get it corrected. And we and I think you or Buddy D would always just be like, it's week six of this. It's like incorrect, right? <laughs> so like the Saints, it's only week three of if they lose again and they and they play the same and they do the same thing. But eventually, like it comes to a point where you're like. <clears throat> Is what they do is who they are. Like they're not going to make an extra point. They're just going to they're going to take a dumb sack at the wrong yeah. time. They're going to commit a dumb penalty at the wrong time. This is who they are. This is what they do. Like if it doesn't get fixed this week, it starts to be like it's not fixable because this is who they are. So that's why I agree with you. I think I think the Philly, Philly game they've they've got to find a way to get to six and four. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's week eleven of seventeen. I mean, it's week eleven of seventeen that this receiving group is who it is. And, and look, I. I'll play it again. I want you to have it fresh in your head because, look, Trey Quan back earlier in the week, touched on the the position group. This is what he had to say. Yeah, I feel like uh, as as a receiver group, I feel like uh, we can do way much better, you know, than the past weeks. And then the past weeks we have done, uh, our coach been on us a lot and then uh, Sean been on us. Like, I feel like – it's kind of like all eyes on us, like everybody expecting us to make plays. And uh, coming out of last week, we know we we had a few drop balls, so that was that was really our biggest uh, our biggest issue this week. Uh, when the ball come your way, uh, do whatever you got to do to make it. Don't don't have it be you know, on our coach CJ looking at us, you know, asking why we didn't make plays and looking for what we could have done better. I, we just came into this week uh, like. Every time the ball come our way, we're going to make plays. So, you know, the game, uh, it wouldn't feel like uh, it's, it's our fault. Like, we didn't do enough good a job as, as a receiver for Ralph, is it the Saints receiving group fault that this team doesn't have more wins? I mean, it is. You know, this is a, this is, this is a, an interesting theory by me. And feel, feel free to drop a nuclear bomb on it, blow it out the water. But I think Trevor Simeon, he – he doesn't make the Saints receivers worse. That's not the thing. But I think he reflects their flaws in a way that Jameis didn't because Jameis was so concerned about right. changing his narrative of he's the gun. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't he make puts a the ball. He puts the ball at risk, right? Sean Payton is thrilled and saying, don't turn the ball. Don't turn yeah. the ball. Uh-huh. So Jameis, on like 50-50 balls, Jameis would be like, nope, I'm not going to throw that. I'm just going to run. And Jameis was great at running, right? He would avoid mm-hmm. sacks. And even the Tampa Bay game, he had four rushes. 40 yards and making plays with his late. Trevor Simeon's not that way. Trevor Simeon, he makes the read guts and he's like, oh, that's a 50-50 ball for Kevin White? I'm throwing that up. Go make a play, Kevin. And they never do. Or, go make a play, Kenny Stills. It's a 50-50 ball. You're open. Catch the ball. And like, so it exposes the Saints terrible at receiver even more because Trevor Simeon, he really does. He gives them more of a chance to make plays than Jameis did. And they're so and they're so bad that they can't. And and it's just it's got to be infuriating. I mean, fourteen drops. It's it's. And I just think that with Trevor Simeon, like they had plays in Tennessee where like 
he gave guys shots and like they were you know it was it was some of times it was tough catches sometimes it wasn't but like Trevor Trevor's giving them a chance to make the play and they just don't but again the highest paid receiver they have on the active roster is Kenny Stills and he's barely making a million dollars like you cannot this you this UDFA group for the Saints, it's just, it simply isn't good enough, especially Deontay Harris. He's the best guy they got, and he's like five, six and a half. Like, I don't know, I don't know what you, I don't know what you do with it, Gus, because they're so terrible, and Troutman is like a lost puppy. Like, he, he, I thought he was like, like, not just, like, he, the drops are one thing, but he looks like a guy that he's like a space cadet. Like, he's, 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 he's physically on the field. But his mind is like Cabo or something. I don't know, um, and I don't know. Like I don't know what you do with this group if you don't have Kamara. I just, it's just so it's so bad. I was trying to think because you're you're my age. Have you? I can't remember a worse Saints receiving core in my lifetime. Like even Ditka had like Eddie Kinnison and Sean Dawkins. Like they were bad, but like Keith Poole could like catch forty five passes and like catch <laughs> the, the catch the bomb every once in a while. Like. <sighs> I would kill for a key <laughs> That's so sad. So what do you see this week, man? I mean, you know, I, I look at this Philly team, literally, Ralph, I'm not losing my mind, right? Three weeks ago, I, I was, I, I didn't know if the coach was going to make it through the season. It, it was a foregone conclusion. He was fired at the end of this year. Jalen Hurts was being talked about, about being benched, even though it was the only offense they had. Um, every time I'd watch an Eagles game, he was getting destroyed just because of poor coaching. Well, apparently, Prashawn, today, they the last three weeks, they've switched to, we're, we're going to ground and pound you. They put up 214 yeah. against Denver. They rushed 40 times. Is that what we're going to see Sunday? Oh, 100%. And the thing that makes their running, the things that makes their running interesting is they had over 200 yards against Denver, but they had 99 on three carries. And the thing that's frightening with Philadelphia is over the last four and a half years, no team has gashed the Saints like Philly did last year, right? So... This is, you know, their third in rushing. The Saints are first in the run defense. I think with the Saints, you just, you have to stop. You have to stop Philly's run game. You have to make Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. beat you. And they kind of did it in the second half last year, and he couldn't really do it, and they, they closed the gap. But, you know, they, could, they, couldn't, they couldn't quite get over the hump. Um, the thing that's interesting to me with Philly is they are very analytics-based. Their front office part of the reason they got rid of Frank Reich. He, he didn't get along with the analytics people. I'll be curious to see, Gus, like if the Saints run defense is the normal brick wall that it is, right? Because it's been a brick wall all year. The only team that's run on them, weirdly, is Washington. Everybody else, it's been a brick wall. You name the team, the Saints shut them down cold, right? So I'll be interested to see, like if it's middle of the second quarter and the game is like three to nothing or six to three, and Philly has like 12 carries for like 22 yards or 25 yards. And by the way, you say, well, that, they're not going to have that yard. The Saints, since Onyemata's in back, they're only giving up two and a half yards a carry. Like yeah. their run defense, it was great before Onyemata, now it's even better. Like, so like, I'll be curious to see, like, will Philadelphia, will they abandon the run when it doesn't work? Because the last, the last, you know, the last three weeks, it's been cooking, right? It's easy to run the ball when you hand off on first down and you get five and a half yards and it's second and three and a half, second and four, and you can run it again. It's really hard to come, stay committed to the run game when you run on the first down and second and nine and you run on second down and it's third and seven. It starts to get really hard to stay committed to it. So I'll be interested to see if, the, if the Philadelphia stays <clears throat> committed to it. Um, but this game, it Gus, like, I just weren't like the Saints are recycling. Like they're not even like Gus. They need to bring in new kickers. Don't recycle <laughs> the kickers that you've already released. Right? right? You can't go. That's like going. That's like going on a horrible date, mm-hmm. and then like three months later, being like, ah, give her another chance. You know, she didn't. She didn't show up, and you know, she was terrible. Like, like no, no. Like bring in Garrett Hartley. He's out here kicking sixty-yard field goals in Yulman. Hey, Garrett. You don't need to kick 60-yard field goals. Just line up. Dude, I'm with you. I That is legit. I know you get that, too. I get it, too. Why is Garrett Hartley not? I mean, if the guy can still – can he kick an extra point? Like, I'm being he, serious. Why is he not given the opportunity? Yeah, like, I think I think he has some sort of medical condition where, like, NFL teams just – like, even XFL teams wouldn't sign him because – Right. Know, like, you know, 
workers' comp. But like, dude, I know, I know, Garrett Hartley can he can get extra points. And the thing with Garrett Hartley is weirdly the bigger the pressure moment, the better he was. <laughs> he was his struggle. His struggle uh... was like when it's the second quarter and you're down and you're up ten and you need to kick a forty-one yard field goal. He couldn't do it. But in like most of the pressure moments with the Saints, like he was nails. Like, and also too, Gus, wouldn't it, it would just be fun? Like we brought Mark Ingram back, we bring Hartley back. Maybe they could bring Morstead back to kick off. Like we could make twenty twenty one like the reunion year. I mm-hmm. think I think they should do it. Mm-hmm. Ralph Marbo, as always, appreciate it. Hopefully next Tuesday we'll be in a better mood, and better spirits, because we'll be talking about, you know, a win. That's what I'm right. Sound All good? right, Gus. Anytime. Ralph Marble, go give him a follow, Saints Podcast. Uh, (coughs) Sorry, Jesus, I'm trying to not die here. All of a sudden, at Saints Forecast is the way to follow him on Twitter. And, of course, the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, appreciate you tuning us in. Got about 25 minutes or so. Open phone lines. When we come back, I want to throw something out there that I've been seeing a, a ton, especially in the last 24 to 48 hours. I know Matt even had a guest on it on the possible next head coach for LSU. Um, I saw a series of tweets earlier from uh, Barstool's Ben Mintz, who's come on the show, that, that got me kind of poking around and looking and talking to people. And I don't know, I have an opinion on it. Let, let's, when we come back, let, let's discuss Lincoln Riley next on ESPN New Orleans. <laughs> you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, no more, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. With plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. All on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required, actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. From examining how vital bats are in the creation of Mexican tequila to exploring a lost continent right under our feet, each episode of Nat Geo's Overheard Podcast takes a dive into the conversations that occur behind the scenes at National Geographic. Overheard is presented by the City Advantage Platinum Select Card, the card built for your adventure. For a limited time, apply for the City Advantage Platinum Select Card and you can earn 50,000 Advantage bonus miles after qualifying purchases. Head to city.com slash adventure to learn more. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. I saw you kind of heard in short, and obviously if you listen to Matt Muscona, it's been a topic this week. But apparently that is now the, the coach at the top of the list. There was an article that came out earlier in the week and over the weekend and Look, Jimbo Fisher on Monday came again and said, seriously, stop asking me about it. I'd be, I'd be, I think he called himself stupid or sorry, he'd be dumb to, um, recruit. He has the number one recruiting class. It looks like in the number one player in the country is like, why am I doing that? And, and, and then leaving for LSU, um, Lane Kiffin, Miami or Florida look to be kind of that area. I, but Lincoln Raleigh's name keeps popping up and Ben Mintz. Posted this a couple hours ago in the morning, not only about the Lane Kiffin rumors, and he's like, look, it is what it is. And a lot of times around this time of the year right now, 
you're going to have coaches, agents leveraging for pay raises, you know, additions to facilities, things of that nature. Everyone's leveraging that. And I think some of the candidates that were spoken about earlier when the O news came out have done that. Absolutely. Right. Bump and pay here, facility there, uh, a little more to the to the assistance, etc. But he tweeted this three hours ago. I'm hearing Lincoln Riley to LSU rumors from both Oklahoma and LSU fans at 12 and a half million per year. The keyword is rumors. No clue what to believe. But a lot of people that I've touched on is some people that I trust, even just as, you know, as recent as a few minutes ago. Been going back and forth. And that's what they're hearing. So is that on purpose or is that clearly the target or is that, look, that's what's going to happen. Remember, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the top coaching salaries, and we were all aghast. Jack and D, I'm going to get to you in about 60 seconds. When we saw that Ed Ogeron was the second highest paid coach in college football. $9 million, Might have heard of Nick Saban. He's nine million seven hundred fifty-three thousand. So 9700000 is the top. Now again, I'm just, I'm just going by that. Now I've heard, not just by Ben, and I saw something else, and I've also heard that as well, to pry him from Oklahoma, it would cost more than that, than what he was making. And again, I, Lincoln Riley's making seven at Oklahoma. So if you're paying O, is two million enough to make that move? Again, they're going into the SEC. He's got one tough game a year until that happens, right? They should have lost some this year. I, I'm just, I'm just asking: Are you comfortable as a Tigers fan going twelve five or twelve ten eleven? Or are you whatever it takes to turn it around? And then I'm just going to ask you this: Is he that guy? Like, oh, with Burrow, benefited from a couple of quarterback transfers there. I'm just, again, this is just me. It's no, nothing personal. I, when I close my eyes and think of Oklahoma, them and Ohio State every year, they're pumped up top five team every single year, and then they're going to lose one or two games that they shouldn't. That, that's just me. I, that's just me. Like, he's not stoops. He's inherited, he's got a really good thing. Like, he's going to win there because it's Oklahoma. I, it's, you know, I don't know. 12-5? Again, that's rumors and that's just beat, but it, there's a lot of smoke to Lincoln Riley to LSU in the last couple of days. Lots of it. D, what you got for us, sir? I definitely want to talk about the coaching, but I'll make a comment, a quick comment about the uh, the Saints. Mm-hmm. But if you remember, uh, Dan Marino left, and and Miami went to Tallinn. Yeah. Same thing with John Elway; he left. They went to Denver, went to Tallinn. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sean Payton's got a, a third string journeyman. Okay, that was almost out of football two years ago, mm-hmm. and he's got a what maybe a third, fourth, and fifth receiver showing to. So, let's be real. If he makes the playoffs here. Sean Payton's done one of his best coaching jobs. Uh, no question. Uh, been here. No question. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at all. I mean, I, I just want to see what this dude can do. What Sean Payton can do with, and I don't want to say crap. That's just the wrong word to say. Sure. But what he's got to deal with right now, and and and, and it makes me feel like what uh, uh, New England did last year. They wouldn't sign anybody. They went on the cheap so they could save money, and look where they at now. I think the Saints are kind of doing the same thing because they've had opportunities to sign people, and and, and they didn't. They didn't get a tight end. They didn't get extra receivers. You know, they didn't help out uh, 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 on, on the defense until late, you know, with the cornerback. So I kind of think they that this, they, they kind of go on the New England route from last year. That's my take. Now, as far as LSU, yeah. you know, the first thing they keep telling you is LSU wants to try to save some kind of money. How can they save money? Well, again, you know, if you're going to pay Lincoln Riley, you gotta, you're going to have to run everybody out. That's going to take about $25 million. And then you're going to pay Lincoln Riley $12.5 million. You're already oh, oh, 17 Now, again, Matt says don't worry about money. They'll find it. <laughs> That's well, still a lot the way of money. I look, the way I look at it right now, it's not about money. It's about recruiting, okay? And as far as I'm concerned, the guy I'm looking for, and he's not my first choice, but the guy I'm looking for checks all the boxes. 
contact Lane Kiffin. And the reason why Lane Kiffin checks all the boxes is because you can tell Lane Kiffin, we're going to give you $3 million more a year and put him in a $9 million range and he can jump on that in a heartbeat. And you also can tell him that my defense is up and coming. As far as I'm concerned, the LSU defense has improved every every game they have played so far, and they've lost players every single week, okay? Mm-hmm. You have a defensive coordinator that's their linebackers coach, and you have a defensive coordinator that was a uh, secondary coach, and if you kept the three guys that they keep saying they want to keep, I would keep those two guys plus Corey Raymond because he's a great recruiter, he's part of CBU, and he's part of LSU. So I would keep that defense intact. Then Lane Kiffin here. Lane mm-hmm. Kiffin is an is offensive guru, and two things he does. He's going to keep Walker Howard coming here because Walker Howard's going to come for an offensive guru, okay? And you might have a better shot to get Arch Manning than you ever had with O or any other freaking defensive coach that you was bringing in here. I, I, and the, the thing that gets me the most is O was a character. Les Miles is his, his character stuff. Mm-hmm. Look, Lane Kiffin is young, and he's a character, but he's a winner. Everywhere he's going, is he has won. It would save money. It would keep the defense intact. It would keep recruiting around because he's in the SEC. He's been recruiting Mississippi. He's going to have the whole state of Louisiana. It, it, to me, it's a no-brainer, and it's a win-win, and you're taking him away from a rival, and he knows how to play up to uh, uh, Nick Davis. And I, I just think it's a total win. And if we don't go that route, then I want to go a homegrown. I know he's not a homegrown guy, but uh, Dave Aranda is homegrown guys. Okay, his wife and him love it down here. He's a great defensive-minded guy, and obviously he knows how to pick off his coordinators because his offense is rolling right now, Baylor. So I mean, done a good those job. Those are the two guys I would like. Okay, and, and, and if you get those two guys, I would do card wheels. You guys, yeah. uh, you guys take care. We'll talk to you next time. Sounds good, man. Take care. There is D. Jack, thank you for giving us a call here in the Sports Hangover. What do you got, man? Hey, guys, how you doing? Doing well. Um, look, I, I just wanted to address the uh, the, the, the fat-shaming story about, about Zion. Yeah. Okay. As a fat person, I have a unique perspective, I believe. <laughs> okay. First of all, okay, first of all, first of all um, I, I think, you know, if they, are, or if they are grown adults out there talking about people's weight behind their back, you have your own issue, mm-hmm. and, and the people who are overweight, they know. They already know. You don't have to tell them. Gotcha. It's not like there's no mirrors in the house. You know what I mean? And, but 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 specifically about Zion. Okay, I, I think these stories are popped up because he's a professional athlete with a chance to make life change, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, and he doesn't. He doesn't seem to be, you know, um, devoting himself to it. And I think that that's the critical. Hello, Jack. Hello. Yep, you you went in and out, but yeah, you were talking about, and that could be maybe part of the criticism you're talking about. Well, I'm saying since he was since he's a professional athlete, that has a chance to make life changing money. I, I think that's why he's getting criticism. You know, I, I, take it from me; it's really hard. But maybe if I had hundreds of millions of dollars staring at me, maybe I'd make a better effort. And and all the resources that he has. I'll say this, man. I um, and look, the 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 column is in the Washington Post. Again, the Pels just played at Washington, so Candace Buckner is the writer, the columnist that that put it up there. And she says in her piece, you know, that maybe it's probably not the smartest thing, Jack, uh, is marketing folks or whatever to have them be, you know. Pitching a sugary soda, sitting on the couch playing video games and doing that other stuff. I, I, again, I, I, I think you you take a lot of different things into context. I mean, I was watching a little bit ago here in the studio on the television, just in the Max Kellerman show, and he has, um, oh my gosh, his name, uh, he's on right now, Zach Lowe, and and he has him on for literally fifteen seconds. Then it's Zion. They show a highlight. And, and Max asks him, how concerned are you about his weight? That was the question. Lowe, reading the, you know, the, the closed caption here says, very concerned, highly concerned. Then Max says, okay, we'll get to that back later. I got to hit the break. Like that's, 
that's the focus. And look, a lot of that is is on him. A lot of that maybe is genetics. I understand that. There's some people that, whether it's, you know, diabetes, it's, you know, PCOS for ladies. I mean, I, I get that. There's maybe reasons for that. But, you know, and again, and that's why I said it at the time it happened, Jack. Doors sometimes are open that maybe you didn't have to. And when that article comes out where you're, supposedly your family or you is unhappy with the organization is unhappy with what's been put around you is unhappy with David Griffin a day after the season ends. It's, you know, it's going to lend to perhaps a higher concentration of criticism when you're injured again. Now, again, I don't think he asked himself to break his foot, right? But when you see him, it's the it's people are gonna go well what are you doing in the offseason and and you know the people around here and you know nationally i mean nationally it's it's the organization's fault that he's overweight or that you know they haven't won i mean because that's the, the the last sentence i read from zach Lowe was and i'm worried about his mental health i'm not kidding you because he's going into a losing environment that's what he said wow yeah again it's poor Zion. You know, it's not, you know, he's going to a losing environment. Like, I'm sure Willie likes this. I'm sure he hasn't, you know, he loves not having Brandon Ingram and Zion. I'm sure his teammates that are actually giving the effort every night, they love no one. Oh, well, how is Zion feeling? Are we too much of a losing environment? And again, I'm not saying that it's Zion saying it. What ticks me off is that's the national narrative. That's what I'm, that's, that's what I'm fearful of. You know, when you don't win, your star player doesn't play, he looks overweight. Um, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get Yahoo's on TV going, oh, you know, I'm really worried about him. He's not only overweight and, you know, not healthy, but now he's going to a losing environment. I, it's well, crazy. Gus, man. you remember about, Gus, you remember about five years ago when LeBron evidently decided he wanted to extend his career and he was mm-hmm. never fat, but he lost about 30 pounds because he, he figured that carrying that extra weight would cut his career. I, I just, you know, I, I don't know exactly what his problem is, but, you know, I, you know what, look, if, if if he can't make basketball work, maybe he can become, he could do a reality show, my 400-pound forward. I, I don't know. Jack, but, thank uh, you for the phone call, man. I appreciate it. Got to hit the <laughs> yep, for sure. Unless we hit the break, look, not all of it is in his control. I mean, when you get injured, it's hard for you to, especially your foot, you know, working out. I guess you can ride a bike, but look, a lot of times you have to let it heal. I understand that. I, I think where I would say too is though, what what was done before, right? And during and all of that. So just me, I'm not buying all of that weight came from his foot injury. I And he's he's kind of said that, that he feels he's trying to find the right balance between being stronger and strong enough to go against bigger players in the NBA than he was in college. He has said that. So someone in his camp is telling him that he needs to be bigger or he feels he needs to be bigger from how he was at Duke. All I'm saying is Zion now, Zion Duke, two completely different players and people. We'll see, though. Again, all of this changes if he gets back, they win, and he puts up numbers. No one talks about it. Final segment next on ESPN New Orleans. Back feel in motion, yeah. I'm gonna have to penalize you. This Black and Gold Report is brought to you by Ashley Barrios and Cutoff, State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. See Ashley today for all of your insurance needs. Saints head coach Sean Payton says receiver Traquan Smith is playing better. It's four-catch, 44-yard day. Last week, an improvement per coach. The wideout agrees. Basically, I feel like I'm getting very comfortable back to where I was before I was injured. Uh, and that's it's just going to take, you know, step by step uh, each and every week, just trying to get better at the little things and uh, perfecting my craft. Now, that position group has been less than desirable this season, and Smith says they all know it. As a receiver group, 
I feel like we can do way much better than, than the past weeks we have done. Uh, our coach been on us a lot, and then uh, Sean been on us. Like I feel like uh, it's kind of like all eyes on us. Like everybody expecting us to make plays. And uh, coming out of last week, we you know we we had a few drop balls, so that was that was really our biggest. Uh, our biggest issue this week, uh, when the ball come your way, uh, do whatever you got to do to make it on. Every time the ball come my way, we're going to make plays. So, you know, the game, you, uh, it went until, like, uh, it's, it's our fault. Like, we didn't do enough good a job as, as a receiver core. Saints at Eagles kick off at noon in Philly. The Eagles are one-and-a-half-point favorites. For more on the Black and Gold, keep it here on ESPN New Orleans. This Black and Gold report has been brought to you by Ashley Barry Austin Cutoff. State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. See Ashley today for all of your insurance needs. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. Excited about a show where we just talk. Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Got about two, three minutes if you want to sneak in a quick call. Uh, born Sinner on Twitter. He's talking about um, this team. And he thinks um, that maybe a big turnaround could be upon us. Everybody's sleeping on us right now. Pelicans will fly again. He's got hope. He's got hope. Here's the thing. Realistically, and again, I do think, and I'm not just saying that because we're the station of the Pelicans. I want to see the Pels win. Believe me, I, New Orleanian, I'd like, to, I'd like to not be talked about who's fat and how terrible we are and, you know, radio hosts nationally saying that if you're a free agent, you don't unpack because this is not a place you want to stay and live. We, we deal with enough of that, right? I mean, I deal with it all the time. It's a family guy. Do I stay here? Do I not? I mean, friends live in Orleans, Paris. I got a boil. I, I, we deal with enough. I get it. But I do think this is going to be a different team once everybody's together. I mean, three-fifths of the starting five are telling me they are. You can't tell me Valanchunas isn't better than what you had with Adams. You can't. It's impossible. Like, just be honest. Right? You can't. He's better, isn't it? 13 boards a game. That's what he's averaging. 19 points. You can't tell me that's not better. Now, I understand the, the, the thing right now is to point out how great Lonzo Ball is doing. Again, Let's not discount DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Caruso. That, that's a much better Bulls team and a lot more pieces. He doesn't have to be the guy. Here in New Orleans, you needed him to knock down shots. I get it. A couple games ago, he knocked down seven. Fantastic. You know what? No one's guarding him. And now he's hitting them. But no one guarded him here. He didn't hit it. And when people guarded, he didn't hit it. Literally, the guy shot the ball and hit the backboard. I, I can't worry about that, though. Devontae Graham, 15 points. It's giving me five assists to steal. Again, I like his vision. I like his energy. I want to see how he plays with Zion. Part of the problem is this ball and Zion. Could they play together? Nikhil, up and down, man, with that confidence. But he's still averaging 15 right now. If he gives me 15 to 20 a game, I'm fine. Three members of your starting five. 